Well, hello and good welcome. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Waterloo Weekly. I, I keep thinking through, like, Steve, a, a good intro to this uh, weekly podcast, and I just don't, I don't ever have anything good to say. You know what I mean? Like, do we need a jingle? Do we need Do we a need jingle? a jingle? <laughs> um, I don't think we need a jingle. I think Waterloo Weekly sounds great. Waterloo, it sounds it's, it's so week, formal. The Waterloo I, Weekly. It sounds so formal, like yeah. uh, like we plan to dress the same um, today or something like that. Like we're, like we... It's a very nice shirt. Like we really thought the through... The same, same exact pattern. <laughs> what, we, um, what we were going to do and how we were going to dress, absolutely not any of those things whatsoever. We might work on a jingle, though, um, if we've got some extra time yeah. uh, later on. On this summer. Absolutely. Uh, hey, but hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for jumping into this uh, Waterloo Weekly podcast, podcast, the live stream to keep you in the know. Um, and really, I, I think for, for us as uh, as millennial representatives of the church, not, not that we're the voice of all millennials, don't, don't hear us say that, but, but, some, uh, but I mean, some who are sane. Yeah. Um, some but, uh, people are sane. <laughs> People are saying people. People say people say that we're the millennial representation mm-hmm. of the church. Um, we want to keep you in the know with uh, current events, things going on in our world and our society, uh, opinions and, and thoughts that are happening, um, ways that your kids and your teenagers and, and even small ones are, are being influenced by our society. Mm-hmm. Um, but but also like how how do we see the church uh, through the lens of uh, the millennial perspective? Maybe that's kind of uh, kind of what I'm thinking a little bit today. And so we're going to jump into a few few things today. Uh, first, I want to talk to Steve about summer coming up, and, and uh, here we are past Easter Sunday. We're, we're deep, almost deep into April, which seems just crazy. I feel like we've been sprinting this entire year uh, with, uh, with COVID stuff and, and ice storms and blizzards and all those things happening this year. It's kind of just been a wild ride, but here we are post-Easter uh, with summer in our sights. So Steve, Tell the good people here listening um, today, like, what, what's the mindset of a student pastor um, preparing for the summer? Like, like what, do you, what do you do to prepare? What, what, what's your goal in, in mind? How do you form and plan and, and, and all this stuff? Kind of tell us, kind of tell us your mindset moving, moving forward the next couple months. Um, it's all about survival. Just trying to survive. I'm no, just kidding. Um, but that is part of it. So when you're Thursday night at False Creek, usually, um, you know, there's a lot of planning. You know, there's a lot of things that go on, obviously, this this time of the year, especially in April and May, um, just behind the scenes stuff, just trying to yeah. get ready, think through uh, who, who do you want to come lead worship, you know, for your uh, for your event, uh, for, for your camp or whatever, you know, what kind of theme, what, what kind of, um, how do you want to, what, what kind of decorations, I guess, do you want yeah. your cabin? Um, you start thinking about like t-shirt designs and different type of elements, right. That you want to, um, to do in there. We're actually having a false Creek, uh, regional meeting Thursday night. There was one last nice. night in Owasso, but there's one third tomorrow night, um, down in Yukon. And that's kind of one of the breakouts I'm getting to lead is kind of like, Hey, what, what about this planning time? Right. Mm-hmm. And so right now yeah. we're in that, um, if you can think of it like a, I don't know, like a BMX stunt, ramp yeah. right like the kind of the on-ramp part is nice is all the preparation you know yeah, if right? you don't if you don't do well at that part then then you're it's not going to stick the if you don't have the right the right speed the right angle yeah. all that that stuff you're not gonna not i don't gonna know anything to... about bmx but i'm assuming yeah, that's how it works so I, i'm sure you watched a little was it andy mcdonald uh, uh some other bucky lassick some all you know all no those idea guys oh, those sorry. people wow people wow. are we grew up differently yeah yeah <laughs> i do because of the fact i wear vans a lot i get asked <laughs> that's right oh do you heard of the you, you must oh, you're board. a skater yeah do you board bro i'm like no no i don't yeah sure t- don't. tony hawk is awesome man. yeah yeah, yeah. Right? so but it's a lot of that 
it's a lot of prep work, just getting ready, doing stuff behind the scenes, trying to find sponsors. By the way, if you want to, you know, let Shameless me talk, plug. talk to me, talk Please. to me, let me know. Please get um, in with us. So, but yeah, it, we're excited though, because you're like you're like you said, we're coming out of this crazy season, right, of COVID and. Not that we're fully out of that, but it feels right. like we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and we're planning on doing camp full steam ahead, which is awesome. So, and, awesome. Uh, so, awesome. so we're planning on having a full summer, uh, obviously super summer, Falls Creek. Um, we'll have some different weekly events where your teenager can plug in and just, just connect. We're really trying to focus on uh, really building some community uh, yeah. this summer and some building some relationships. So it'll be it'll be a good time. Right, I'm excited for us to to get back together to open up uh, all the things to get back in the in the normal flow of summer. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I truly believe that God's going to use uh, this next generation uh, to to unite us to bring us together. There's a lot of things that are dividing us right now in our country and our convention all across the board. Uh, I, I'm I'm a true proponent of praying for this next generation. Um, man, to, to, as we're passing the keys, passing the baton off to them, that God's going to use them in a mighty way to, to influence in a way that maybe we never uh, thought imaginable. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that for, for our next generation. So if you haven't been already... Man, join us in praying for uh, our students here at Waterloo for the the next couple months as we prepare to the summer. Uh, Pray for Steve uh, as he prepares leading these students and and some leading them to Jesus for the very first time, um, that that the Spirit would be drawing individuals even now uh, as we're kind of preparing to cultivate Mm -hmm. and and reap the harvest uh, this summer. I'm I'm stoked about that, Steve. Um, Well, Steve, the good people here, um, man, we we threw out some stuff here on social media this morning, and, and maybe you just jumped on because hey Waterloo's doing a video so that's cool let's jump on there Uh, let's watch these two goobers uh, drink out of their coffee mugs that probably don't even have coffee in them and uh, and wear the same shirt Um, similar shirt uh, sounds sounds fun fun. let's do that maybe maybe you're at home uh, watching and and you're eating some lunch on, on a lunch break if so let us know comment below um, and let us know if we can pray for anything uh, about you or your family, anything going on in your life that we can kind of intercede on behalf. But let us know you're watching, and, uh, and we'll kind of go from there. Well, Steve, I, I want to just jump right into it. Kind of the topic uh, for this discussion today that I want us to have uh, is, uh, is that this mentality that the gospel or this, this principle that the gospel should change our attitudes about how we view people. And, and how we view people within the church, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and how um, when we come together, we're unified uh, by the name of Jesus, by the person of Jesus. Here we are coming off of Easter. Um, man, I really feel like the Lord did a great work uh, in and through the lives of our, our people here at church. So not only how we how our attitudes are changed by, by those we interact um, that identify the same things with us, but also those who are uh, opposed to the things of Jesus, who are on the exact opposite extreme, if you will, uh, of the person of Jesus. And, and so I want, to, I, want to, I want to start off this conversation uh, by reading some scripture um, from 1 John uh, chapter 3. 1 John 3.10 says, By this it is evident who are children of God. Uh, now, now John's talking here a lot about, about faith, a lot about 
um, man, what, it, what, what, it, what are true marks of a Christian here in, in chapter 3? But he says this, but by, by this uh, it is evident who are children of God, who are the children and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. And so that's a that's I mean that's some strong language, um, some really tough language. As we're kind of um, what what I want to do is wade through some some deep waters of some cultural uh, things that are going on uh, within our society. But I want us to keep this in mind: um, who's who God says are the children of God. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Um, and so I, I, want, I want to jump into this story, and, and, and some of you are familiar with this. Some of you, again, you, you need to lean on your, your millennials in the church to a certain degree to, to help us. And, uh, and this is, this is, I mean, let's say millennials, like we are, we are broaching into territory <laughs> that maybe isn't even ours. Like this may be more, this is, not, this is probably even more popular with the Gen Z crowd, uh, people in their, their early 20s maybe. Yes. I mean, we know who, we know who this person is, but... Yeah. I mean, even even so, we get it. Like, if you haven't heard this name, um, but I think you may have heard of what you're about to allude to. The, the yeah, what happened? So. Yeah, yeah. So, so last week, Palm Sunday, um, a, a rap artist by the name of Lil Nas X. Um, and if you don't know anything about Lil Nas X, you probably heard Old Town Road. Um, Steve's going to sing it for us. Uh, real quick. <laughs> no, but but the other thing about Old Town Road is that he did this in collaboration with uh, somebody that, if you are millennial or older, mm. uh, a Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, who is famous, of course, for not only being the father of Miley Cyrus, naturally, but uh, uh, singing a huge hit in the '90s country hit, uh, "Achy Breaky Heart." <laughs> and so we've um, come full circle here. Full circle. <laughs> but it is. It was kind of this meshing of, um, I don't know, Billy Ray Cyrus is probably more of a um, uh, Gen X. I don't oh, know. He's yeah, a, He's sure. much older. But still, it was this fusion of, like, millennials who were like, oh, yeah, we know who Billy Ray Cyrus is. Right. And little Nas X, who more like Gen Zers are like, oh, yeah, that's that's we know right. that guy. Right. So, so let's get into this story. So little Nas X, again, that's the back story <coughs> a little bit, Old Town Road. little Nas X uh, uh, created a new song. Uh, has got has got a new song, a new album out there. You can um, look it up if you if you want to. Um, but but with this new song, he also wanted to publicize it by releasing some new shoes. Mm-hmm. And 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 Steve, I, I'm a little bit of a shoe junkie, uh, a little bit. Uh, one of my goals for 2021 is the I mean just uh, dive into the, the to the shoe world. So it's kind of been interesting, like uh, set some uh, some mindset here at the beginning of 2021. Hey, I want I want some shoes. And mm-hmm. uh, my wife probably listening right now or commenting. Uh, below, yes, you you are a shoe lover, um, and uh, and maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's a problem. Maybe maybe yeah. I, maybe I have an issue here. I with don't some know shoes. how you feel about buying shoes off eBay, but yes. if, you're, if you're interested, this is your guy. This is that, that's yeah. me right here. Yeah. Now, preachers and sneakers. If you're familiar with that, um, man, that's not that's not my mentality. I'm not going to sit here and spend a thousand dollars on shoes. Hmm. Yet, I'm, I'm not to that level yet. Not to that level. Let's get to the story. Quit, quit uh, sidetracking us, Steve. Um, a, st- a story <laughs> released uh, last Sunday, Palm Sunday, about a famous rap artist, Lil Nas X, in a specific customized shoe that he was releasing later in, in that week. 
Um, these shoes had, uh, uh, to name just a few of the details, uh, black and, and red um, coloring. Uh, shoes had satanic symbols. Uh, these shoes, every, every pair of shoes, um, all 666 of them, which he released, um, had a drop of human blood within the Air Max sole uh, of each of these shoes. And for the meager price, of one thousand and eighteen dollars, uh, you could you could um, you could briefly pair, purchase a, a pair of sneakers uh, again infused with this human blood, embossed with uh, with a bronze pentagram. Uh, even and even uh, the price of this contains a this satanic reference out of Luke chapter ten verse eighteen, which is which is just interesting that he would mm-hmm. use some scripture here, uh, where Christ says he saw Satan fall like lightning from the heavens. Luke ten eighteen. So Lil Nas X releases these shoes to publicize his new song, this new album, all these things, and it creates an uproar in our Christian subculture, like an, an absolute uproar where, where the far-right Christians, the far-right conservative Christians, um, man, begin uh, sharing this article, um, you know, hate speech, all these things, condemnation left and right, all these things that they feel like, um, that individuals felt like they needed to say, to push back. Um, one of the popular terms that we're, we're kind of working through here the last uh, maybe five years is this cancel culture, mm-hmm. right? And so immediately Lil Nas X uh, rele- you know, releases these shoes and immediately uh, a lot of conservative far right wing Christians are saying, man, we need to cancel Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. Like he just, this is a, an, an absolute cancel. Uh, so Christians from all walks of life responded in all sorts of ways, condemnation, hate, uh, vulgar speech, vulgar language, all these things. And, and initially, Steve, I, like, I thought, like, honestly, if I'm being really honest, I thought it was satire when they, when they first released. When I first saw yeah. these, these shoes yeah. release on Twitter, I was like, the Babylon Bee. And if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the Babylon Bee, you've got to go check that out. Or the Onion. or, or, or any, not, Don't you? You know, the Onion maybe Maybe not. not. But, but, yeah, but still, you yeah. thought it was a But I thought yeah, it was the was Babylon. I thought it was yeah. a joke. What, what was kind of your first initial re- response to, to seeing Satanic Shoes? From Lil Nas X released uh, on on the platform that you did you saw that? Um, I was uh, I don't know I was kind of like okay like that was kind of my response like okay you know I, I don't know I wasn't like completely shocked I thought it was really weird you know I yeah. thought more like the thing that weirded me out more than the satanic symbols is just, like a drop of human blood that's a little strange I was a little bit more like it's a little that, that's a little weird like you know. Satanic imagery, like that's nothing new mm. um, to culture or yeah, whatever. Sure. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I wasn't completely shocked. But I'll be honest, though, and I think you're going to jump into a little bit of um, um, kind of Little Nas's history with the church. I didn't know anything about him besides that he yeah. sang that song, Old Town Road. I'd honestly right. kind of forgotten about him, and that isn't a knock on him. That's just no. more a knock on me as oh, an old us, yeah. millennial that mm-hmm. just, I don't, I listen to the same music every day, basically. Right, so, right. Um, so I didn't know a lot. I was like, well, why would he, I think my question too was like, well, why? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Why like why, you, why, yeah. why, why are right. you releasing a satanic shoe? Like that's interesting. Right. Um, I just didn't, I didn't really understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and definitely like just from the outside looking in, like, okay, on a publicity and advertising mm. perspective, like the dude nailed it, because um, not only did he, not only did did this attract his current followers, 
but it also created this crazy uprising of of individuals that were opposing to him. Mm-hmm. So he he not only got got uh, you know shares from his his uh, followers now, but but he also got got those shares, got these responses, all these things. But come to find out, come to find out within this whole story, and as you dig a little bit deeper into that question, why would he release these shoes? Why why does that make sense on a publicity side of things? Was this a stunt? Was this all those things? Come to find out that Lil Nas has a history uh, with the church. And, and, and as Steve said a while ago, we, we're two just older millennial white dudes that, that um, I'm, and I'm not going to claim to know all the ins and outs and, and the why and the how and, and all those things as the, the why um, uh, and explaining to you, giving you all the information. There's going to be holes within our story here probably. But what, what I want us to do is create a conversation, create a, create a space for us to be able to see how we respond, not only to individuals like this, but, 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 across, but across the board, keeping in mind that the gospel changes our attitudes about Jesus. And if the gospel changes our attitudes about Jesus, what is the appropriate response when something like this uh, floods our social media feeds, floods our newspapers, what, whatever that may be? And so, and so we see this, this, this young man, Lil Nas X, and, and he tweeted, he tweeted this. I'm going to censor this a little bit uh, for, for, those, uh, for those at home. But he tweeted this after receiving all this backlash from, from, uh, from these Christians. Well, he, I think, too, just real quick, I mean, please. one of the things it was condemnation, obviously. Yeah. There, but there was also lots of hate <clears throat> sort of as a response, but then also even vulgar language, I, I mm-hmm. think, was some of the stuff that you saw as a response to this. So it wasn't just like Christians saying... Man, I don't like satanic shoes. Right. This is like, evil. nobody's gonna be shocked by that. Yeah. But it was it was more it was a little more aggressive than that. It was so, yeah. very it was very aggressive. And not that we should be surprised by by any of that. There's been we've we've kind of as a Christian subculture have been leaning in that direction where if somebody disagrees with me, I have to win that argument. Mm-hmm. I have to get on my keyboard, my computer keyboard, or my cell phone. I have to win the battle, and that's been the, the mindset of I've got to defend the church. I don't want to get I want to get too far ahead. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. that in just a moment. But but Livnos X, his tweet after the release uh, of this backlash, here's what he said. He said, "I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the stuff y'all preached and what happened because I was gay." Lil Nas X explained in, a tw- in this tweet, he said, so, so I hope you are mad, I hope you stay mad, feel the same anger you teach us and have towards ourselves. And, hmm. and man, Steve, like, <clears throat> when, when I saw that tweet, I think that was Sunday evening or maybe even Monday morning uh, in, in the wake of all this stuff, I, my heart began to just break. It, it really did. It broke for this young dude who, who had been hurt by the church had been there had been some things that had happened in his life and his experience with church people with Christians who identified themselves with mm-hmm. Jesus and he felt uh, it necessary um, and, and you can you could question motive you can question all those things that you want but but to release a pair of shoes um, kind of in spite of <clears throat> and maybe fully in spite of Christians who who treated him differently because of what he identified as. And, and again, we could jump down the rabbit hole. We could spend another hour talking about the mentality of teenagers today. We could talk about the mentality of, of why people do what they do. I don't want that to be the, the conversation. Rather, I want us to look in the mirror as, as individuals who identify with Christ 
our response when, when things like this happen. And, and Steve, here's, here's what's heartbreaking to me. What's heartbreaking to me is that, is that this dude looks like a, a broken young man hurting from the hand of the church, mm-hmm. uh, from, from the decision that he made, from the decisions that he made when he was a teenager, uh, uh, choosing uh, to, to, to experience or experiment with, with a homosexual lifestyle, uh, uh, but, but growing up in the church and the, and the responses that, that he received in, in the form of ridicule, condemnation of, of judgment and, and of hate. And, and, and for so many of us who identify as Christians, we, we have responded in a way that justified the way that he thought about us. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, yeah. it's almost, we were, we were, he, he had played a, a hand, uh, dealt a hand to us and we jumped on it as, mm-hmm. as, as, as Christians uh, in, in our, in our culture. We, we played into into his hands. What what do you, what do you think about that? What what is the yeah. what, what's that what's that mindset of of okay? Why why do people feel it necessary to to respond so harshly and quickly, rapidly without fully knowing may, maybe the story there? Well, one, <clears throat> I think obviously sorry you can tell it's allergy season in Oklahoma. Yeah, um, baby. Oh yeah, but um, the the first thing I guess I would I would think through is like. I think there's this, um, there's this, you know, wh- whatever it may be, this desire or need of Christians to feel like we've got to defend, yeah. right, the faith or doctrinal truth to an extent, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes the way we do that doesn't come across well. No, you know, no. Um, sometimes we feel that we we have to respond with with anger or hatred or um, and not love or grace, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's weird because I don't know. I mean, every time we read in Scripture where Jesus says, "Pray for your enemies, pray for mm-hmm. those who persecute you, um, treat your neighbor as yourself," right? We we can think of that story where the where the, and the teacher of the law stood up and was like, "Well, who is my neighbor?" Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that's part of it too. Like little Nas is technically, in a way, your neighbor. Yes. And he may not be your literal neighbor. Right. I mean, obviously, but right. but there may be somebody like him mm-hmm. that. That's your neighbor. That's the person you're called to to love, to treat with respect and dignity, to show grace and compassion, and all those things. Because ultimately, we're not the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that the church can sometimes be a really great hindrance to people, especially teenagers, that may be going through all kinds of difficult things, mm-hmm. but need to know that the church can be a safe place right. to deal with those things. And there's adults that love them and they will walk with them. Because in the, the day, what what little Nas? I mean, you know, I think people are like, "Well, he's a Satanist, right?" But I don't think he is. I think no, he's just yeah. going, "Well, I'm going to take the biggest swing I can That's at right. these people that have hurt me." The most opposite of opposite things yeah. that I can think of. So Satan choose makes sense in that hmm. in that regards. And so I think it's part of that. I think it's just, but also think it's, it's this thing as Christians where we constantly just feel like we are called to respond to the world with hatred. Mm-hmm. And I don't see where that lines up anywhere in the Gospels. Nowhere. Where, where that lines Nowhere. up. And I, I think, too, we, we talk about when Paul talks about homosexuality or... And, and, but he's talking about that to the church, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, right. when he's condemning gay, uh, lifestyles that are impure in Corinthians, mm. he's doing that to people that are in the church, right. you know, that are right. Christians, that are born-again right. believers. Saying, such, such were some of you. You, yeah. you were of this mindset. You, right. you had this mentality, but, but, now you're, but now you're not. When Jesus is going flipping tables, he's not doing that in the <laughs> homes of lost people. Yeah. He's doing that in the courts of the most religious place mm-hmm. possible. Like, when Jesus got angry, it was often at 
the religious people that should know better. Yeah. And so I think what I, what I would be afraid of and what I fear for many Christians today, and I don't know, this may seem harsh, but I think we think when Jesus shows up, that he's going to be like high fiving us, guys. You guys are Good doing job. great. You but defended, he show you up, defended he, well. What, he may show up though in our churches and flip some tables too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So and and here's what we're not saying, and I, I, it, it seems weird to even try to like clarify because I, I, I hope you would hear our heartbeat mm-hmm. here in this conversation. We, we are not um, we are not condoning. We are not supporting. We are not celebrating mm-hmm. homosexual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hear that from from us. Uh, we we are Bible believing, Bible teaching individuals who believe that homosexuality is a sin, and, and it is spoken about um, quite a bit mm-hmm. in, in the Gospels, uh, not in, uh, in the Gospels some, but, but also in Paul's epistles. And so, so don't hear us say that. Don't hear us say, hey, we need to celebrate this guy, mm-hmm. but, but rather we're looking in the mirror still. And so here we are, uh, the Wednesday after Easter, as Christians who have given our lives to the risen and reigning King Jesus. That's who Mm -hmm. we are. We we just celebrated the reigning, the the resurrection of our King Jesus. And and we must understand that in light of the culture that we're living in, this cancel culture where if you think differently than me, then I cancel you. If I think differently than you, then you you cancel me. We've got to think, we've got to understand, in light of this cancel culture, Jesus wasn't just canceled, right, if you, if mm-hmm. you would call that uh, in his time, Jesus wasn't just canceled by the culture he lived in, he was legitimately crucified in the culture that he was was, was living in, right? And, and while he was dying on the cross, and, and, and again, the, the images here are so clear because this, is, this has been our mindset for the past 10 days or so, uh, while he was dying on the cross, he didn't say, Father, cancel these people for their sins, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not, that was not Jesus' mindset, but rather he's praying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. They don't even know what they are doing. And so, Steve, as we receive more and more information about this Little Nas X story, uh, my heart, uh, again, legitimately broken uh, for this dude who was used and abused, uh, judged and canceled by, by the church, uh, now at multiple times in his life. Not, not only when he was a teenager, but, but now as, as an older dude. Now he's in his young tw- or early 20s, right? Um, but, but now multiple times has been canceled uh, by, by the church. And, and now he's trying, as we've been speaking about, to try to hurt Christians back. And, and what, are we, what are we doing? We're, we're giving him back all the justification for leaving the church, for mm-hmm. living the lifestyle that he is. We're giving him back all the justification uh, that he's asking for. And so, Steve, it's eating. It's e- it really is eating at me. It's, hurt, it's hurting um, into my core how, how different his story would be if when he was younger he didn't receive condemnation. He didn't, he didn't receive judgment. He didn't receive hate from Christians, but rather he received grace and compassion and leadership uh, into his life. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, Steve? Because we've had multiple conversations about like discipleship relationships in mm-hmm. particular, right? Yeah. Like in, in, in the necessity of discipleship, uh, especially within, within our teenagers, mm-hmm. and, and how useful um, not only to the kingdom work, but, but also to them as individuals that is. Kind of right. maybe speak to that a little bit. Like what, what would little Nas X's life look like if he had maybe received some, some of those things? I think, you know, as we're having this broader conversation about how does the gospel change our view of people, mm. right? I think what the gospel should do first when we receive Christ is it, it, it changes, it should start with changing the view of how we see ourselves. 
Yeah. And we yeah. understand that we're, we're sinful, hmm. right? Like, I mean, that's Paul says in Colossians chapter 3 right now, we're, we're walking through that on Sunday morning. He's been walking through that in, in worship uh, that, that Heath has been leading us through. But to, to put to death the things... Not that lurk in other people, mm-hmm. but that lurk within you. Yeah. The, you know, who, who's a bigger threat to your faith than little Nas is, is your own sinfulness. That's right. You know, is your right. own pride, is your own arrogancy, is your own quenching of the Holy Spirit. I'm a more danger to myself right. to, to do that than little Nas is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think we first have to view ourselves as, you know, Coming to know Christ doesn't make everything better. It just opens yeah. our eyes to the fact that, hey, we're all fallen and broken people. That's good. That doesn't mean we should stay there, right? But that we should also, because we, we, you know, gosh, I mean, we have teenagers that are sinners in all kinds of ways, mm-hmm. right? Myself yeah. included. And yeah. so, yeah. I mean, but we just have to deal with those things as they come. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy, and I think to come back to the question you asked earlier, why is it so easy to go after somebody like little Nas X is because it's easier than going after yourself. Oh man. Right. Like it's easier than going after your own church. It's much easier because this guy's an easy target. He's making Satan Mm -hmm. shoes with human blood in him. Mm -hmm. Of course you can go after him, Easy, but you can't go after the own pride um, or lust or anger that you deal with on a Mm -hmm. daily basis. And so I think we had to treat each sin as, as understanding that we're all battling, we're all dealing. Mm -hmm. Um, but we need to, we need to, I don't know, I think it's easier to do that than it is yeah. to, to yeah. look at our own hearts. Yeah, and, and one of the questions that I, that I, that I think, and, and again, we'll wrap up here uh, in just a second, that, that classic pastor, well, let me, uh, hmm. let me, three, 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 three more points. Three more points, but only five more minutes. <laughs> five more minutes, that is an absolute lie. Uh, no, let me, let me wrap this conversation up. And here's a question I think we all need to ask ourselves, is, is could the way we talk about people outside of our fellowship uh, the way we tweet, the way we respond, the way we, we feel, maybe not, we don't even respond. Maybe it's the hate that we feel in our hearts, right? Like in, in, in our minds, what, what comes into our mind when we see these things, mm-hmm. like, like the anger and the malice and all those things that even come with, without responding. Could, could those things, could the way we respond to people outside of our fellowship be an indicator of a deficient understanding of the gospel of Jesus? And I think the, the answer to that is absolutely yes. Like when, when, we, when we gauge, okay, where am I in my relationship with Christ? If it is so easy for you to jump down uh, an individual like Lil Nas X or, or Cardi B or, or maybe even as we talked about a couple weeks ago, like a Ravi Zachariah, if it's so easy, if you find yourself so easily um, able um, to jump and to hate and to judge and to condemn those individuals, could that be an indicator of a deficient understanding of the gospel of Jesus? So, church fam, as we wrestle uh, with these with these kind of newfound struggles within our society, and 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 it's not like that's the thing. To some degree, like we, I, w- I would have hoped that we would have learned by now, right? Like we we went through this stuff. I remember when I was uh, in early grade school with like Harry Potter, right? Uh, many of you remember in the '90s, like Harry Potter started coming out, and it was like, whoa, whoa, this is satanic. This. This this guy's got a, a wand, right? This is uh, some wizardry here, yeah. and, and and so so it's it's things that we've been struggling mm. with for for twenty plus years, and 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 maybe even be, mm. beyond that, right? 
Um, but as we wrestle with some of these struggles in a society, we must first, as Steve said, look at our own lives. Like that, that's got to be it. We got to mm-hmm. look at the log, the, the two by four that's in my own eye before I look at Steve and see that splinter, before I see whatever that may be. What, what sin are you holding on to today? Um, what, what are you hiding? And, and if anything is in there, uh, who are we to cast the first public post, mm-hmm. right? Who are, who are we to cast this, this public stone, if you will, uh, at someone who's blatantly and unashamedly ensnared uh, in sin? You know, one thing I would add you know to I mean? is the fact that, I mean, obviously, we, we can't be surprised when people that have been hurt respond in a way to try to hurt other people, right? Mm. But also, and this isn't really not talking about Lil Nas necessarily, but just in general, we can't be surprised when people that are not Christians act like people who aren't there it is. Christians. Yeah, there it is. Right? Like, we, we, do, we do this in all stages of life, even mm. politics or whatever, right? We get upset because, well, I don't understand what... Well, the, well, maybe they're not a Christian. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't, and therefore they're not going to line up with what... You can't expect them to hold the same values if they're not necessarily claiming to follow Jesus as Lord. And so I think yeah. it's important that when we, when people ask me, like, are you shocked? Like, n- no. Yeah. Are you shocked by that movie they put out or that song right. they put right. out? Or right. I'm like, not really, because that's kind of just how the world's been for people that live outside of mm-hmm. the reign and rule of Christ. So we can't be shocked, and we can't respond with hatred either, mm-hmm. I think is important. Yeah, and I, I think now more than ever, uh, church fam, we're, we're going to drift towards uh, protecting and shielding, and, and maybe as dads, like that's that's kind of a mentality to a certain degree that we've got to push back on, like, oh, I've got a shield, I have to defend my kid, I have to keep um, Noah's in, I have to keep Ollie's innocence together, and, and we feel like that's our Christian duty mm-hmm. um, to protect, and I think in doing so, uh, we speak a lot with a lack of grace. We speak a lot of condemnation, of judgment. That, that's not ours to speak in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we must remember the gospel, and we must remember that the gospel changes our attitudes, changes our mentality, changes everything about us, but it, but it changes our attitudes uh, with, with the people that we come in contact with on a daily basis, even if we never even come in contact with them, right? <clears throat> the, the beauty and, and the destruction of social media is I don't even have to know you. You don't even have to know me. And then we could speak as harshly as we as we mm-hmm. want to. Um, so, so I think we're going to drift. That's going to be our natural drift, church fam. Uh, but we must remember the gospel. Let me finish by saying this uh, this verse again out of First John chapter three ten. Let this resonate uh, with you as uh, as you go from from this place. Um, he says. Uh, by, by this it is evident who are children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is, is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Church fan, uh, thanks again for joining us and uh, for hanging in there with us. Uh, join us as we continue to talk about difficult topics. Um, next week we're going to talk about um, my attitude, the gospel changing my attitude towards thankfulness. How do we be thankful uh, in a season uh, where there's a, just a lot of stuff going on in a, in a weird year? How do we be thankful and how do we give uh, thanks to our God for, for what he has done uh, even when we, when we don't feel like um, things are going well? So, so tune in next week and uh, we'll catch you then. Peace. See you.